Blog Talk Radio. Salutations, everyone. Very proud to be here. Happy Pride, people. Yeah. And I was surprised by this because after Bohemian Rhapsody, I wasn't expecting a real honest movie. I've said all sorts of the other problems I've had with it, but the big two biggest problems is it was a musical where the music isn't a character. And being a resident music ex, self-proclaimed music expert, no one's going to challenge him because he'll kick the crap out of you. True. Why is that <laughs> such a bad thing that a mu that the music is not the sen- is not a main character in a musical? Very, very simple. And, and let's just be clear: you're talking more of a, a biopic of a music, uh, uh, you know performer. So you're not talking, you know, Man of La Mancha or, or Oklahoma. You're talking about things like Ray and, and various other films. And the thing is, is the music is part of their psyche. It's part of who they are. And so you have to have the music as part of the the character of the film. There's just no way to get around it. And, and if you take a look at Bohemian Rhapsody, I think part of the problem was that it wasn't really designed to be about Freddie Mercury. It was designed to be more about the band and how, you know, Freddie came part of it and so on and so forth. And, and the music doesn't mean that much because because the point of, of view of the film isn't about the music and the main performer. 
what we have today, and, and I've got to say this, I've not seen this movie yet. I have a version uh, of seeing the movie, mind you. Uh, um, that it's about Elton John, and it's about the music that he produces and that he's, he's produced, and, and that's important. So, so that's what I would say about this. And the second thing is, for a movie about a gay musician, Bohemian Rhapsody really isn't that gay. No. No. And, and I understood that they really did play down that whole aspect. And I'm sorry, that's, his bisexuality was part of who he was. That's all there is to it. In this movie, as you'll see and watch, or if you've seen it before and watched it with us, it's very blunt and in your face about it. There's no dancing around the subject. Nope. No, there isn't. And speaking of... And the... And we'll get into the movie. The heart and soul of this movie is Elton John made one musical in the 70s. And the style of that musical is, of Rocket Man, is based on the style of the only musical that he worked on. And who would that be, Carl? Uh, well, we have discussed this. I didn't know... I'm going to mention a name, and I don't think he worked with him, though I might be wrong. Yeah, he and was that, in Tommy. Course, he was a pinball wizard. Okay, so yeah, okay, then it would be Ken Russell. And how honest Russell. with gayness has Ken Russell always been in his movies? Uh, how honest with sex, period? Yeah. Let's just be, be clear about that, okay? Yeah. And no you doubt. have every gay man what their fav one of their favorite scenes ever is. And most of them you probably might get the wrestling scene in Women in Love. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody was a safe film. PG-13, it made over $100 million to box office, won Oscars, well, Rocketman did for Best Song, but won Oscars for Best Actor and all that, and everyone praised it. But Rocketman is a very hard R. Because what's the title of your favorite of, your, of the Enduring Musical? That you love so What's much? My fa- uh, uh, which one are you talking about now? The Ian Dury musical. What's oh, the title oh, oh okay. The Ian Dury is, is Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. And you can't make a movie uh, about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it'd be a PG-13 movie. No. No, you cannot. That is for sure. That's absolutely right. 
And yeah, we we'll get more into right sex, sex, and rock and roll after after the film because I want to see this first before I make yeah. make any comparisons. But but well, you I just can uh, to bring up the title. And yeah. we are 23 seconds into the movie. Right after the Paramount logo has faded, and it's just black. Right. And that's so where we are. Set up now, and if you got to get set it up, pause it and then come back. Okay, welcome okay. back. And we're going to start the movie in... Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. In five, four, three, two, one, zero, play. There we go. And there's a plane. I just want to say, when I seen this, it was uh, in a special showing called Dolby RPX, which is just all about the sound. Right. Whenever a concert scene or any of the big music scenes come up, the whole theater was rumbling. Nice. And there's Marv. Yeah, and I what love it. They're using the song already, if you listen. No, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which is a very important song in this movie. Well, one of the things as we start the film, let's talk a little bit about Elton John and and his, his legacy and, and, and music. I mean, I remember in the 70s, the first song I remember of his was Crocodile Rock, which yeah. I loved. And I've been a fan. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not you know, as crazy about him as some of the okay. other people that I love. But, but there is no doubt that the man had major influence. I love influence. this. Right here, Carl. You got this big operatic scene. He's walking in. The hero lights beyond him. He has the garish orange in costume. And what would you expect in a musical to happen with this type of opening with the big like this? Well, like an aria, it's going to happen. He walks into a rehab meeting. <laughs> Just listen to his first lines that show that this don't play. Yeah, I'm going to have to turn this up, guys, so. Thank you, 
See, they ain't fucking around from the start, are they, Carl? No, they're not. <laughs> My dealer was out of town, so I thought this would be a good... And here's where Uncle King comes in. Oh. Well, the costume is sure Ken Russell, isn't it? Yeah. Eat meat on a Friday. Nice. And look nice. at the colors. His, his wow. costume is bright orange, and look how muted everyone else is right here. Well, well, it's all in sepia almost. Yeah. Sober as a matter of fact. This is nice. This is nice. Yeah. Look at it. It's all in black and white, basically. It's, uh, the yeah. Color is you see what I mean now that the music is a major fucking character in this movie? Oh, yeah. Bryce Dallin Howard, after screwing up in the Lost World, Jurassic Park, she just tears it up in this movie. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, I'm I'm buffering. And this is true right here. He could play piano by by ear by age nine. How much of a bitch is his mother? Jesus. And, of course, the albums that he's looking at now.
You see that the costume's already starting to. Uh... Uh, okay, I'm I'm a little behind you, I think, because I started the buffer. Where are you as far as uh, time? Seven fifty-five. Right, where's costume is starting to begin to fall okay. apart. Seven fifty-five. Tell me when you get to the. Well. Okay. Okay, I'm there. Okay, I'm there right at uh, where he comes into the room and his father. Yeah, but how do you like that? His costume was like falling apart already. The more he tells about yep. himself honestly, the more he loses mm-hmm. the garishness. Well, part of this is all, you know, already I see a lot of similarities between this and the... Um, and 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 the enduri one, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, because it deals with with jumping back and forth in time for one. Yeah. And British. How you like that? He's just trying to bond with his dad and his. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, how brutal was that line right there? Yeah. When are you going to hug me? <laughs> How many of us have done that before? Maybe not with music. I love this right here. I used to do that. I used to conduct. Like that. I did. I feel sorry that you didn't get to see this on the big screen, Carl. Yeah. Just look how gorgeous this is right here. You know, just... I wish I could say this scenario was unfamiliar, but <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm saying, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Well, you know what? Someone, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, with comedians, you know, the ones that are bullied, you know, become the next great comedians. You tell that story. Uh, uh, and, and a lot of the home life of, of, of musicians, of any artist, will have an impact on them. The negativity there. And that they have to... He just looked at that and said, stop looking at that, you're not a girl. 
I would hate to have to grow up in a time where I'd have to hide what I am. Yeah. I mean, men you'll never know. I mean, we'll never have the experience of having to walk in and say, me taking you out to dinner and then going, Carl, I'm straight. And then hoping to God that yeah. you don't disown me or not even want to be my friend anymore. Yeah, really. It's 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 tough. Um, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you what. It, it, it's just, it's it's a really tough situation. And, and I've seen so many of my friends go through it. Yeah. I mean, how brave is it him to put his pain like this on on the screen? Yeah. Especially was as a kid being able to play by the ear like this. Oh, yeah. Are you like that, Carl? Wrist and back straight. Oh God! Oh, oh! You betcha! You betcha! I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a uh, martinet or anything like that. Uh, but no, I make sure they have right posture and all that. Absolutely. Oh, wait! Do you see the use of this song? It's just. All he does is changes, they change a few little words in the lyrics and it becomes a completely different song than when he originally wrote it. So it's interesting that they have each of the characters singing. Yeah. Uh, which is something that comes from a director by the name of Julian Temple, who did uh, uh, one of the best ones back in the 80s was Absolute Beginners. And a lot of uh, Elton's videos, too. Right. Another one that did it, of course, is, is uh, talking about Julian Temple, Ray Davies and 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 return to Waterloo too. Yeah. 
And a lot of people complained that the songs were out of time. And I say, shut up. They fit the moment. No, this is all. This isn't about uh, his greatest hits. This is not about his greatest hits. They're using the music as an emotional connection to what's happening in his life. Yeah. I get it. And yes, this part is uh, actually happened. What are you doing? Okay, this older woman, is this his grandmother or? Yes, that's his grandmother. Okay. His uh, mother's mother. Right, okay. Why this movie didn't win Best Costumes, I don't freaking know. I don't know either. I love the look on this face right here. It wasn't uh, uh, rock and roll. Uh, uh, my sister didn't do it. I just did it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> she could tell well, he's not. Haircuts, you know. This is one of the best transition scenes and songs I've ever seen in a musical. You'll see by the end of it what I mean. Oh, another line thrown in there, Carl. Yep. I love this. I 
This is good. This is good. If you didn't notice, they've already aged him like two years now. Yeah. In the third transition. Yep. Really nice. Okay, notice the change in the orchestration. Yeah. Now it's sort of like the Beatles. Yeah. You're right, this right here is definitely taken from Return to Waterloo, the style and yeah. all that. But why wouldn't someone who's Those making a British too. Stuff? I don't, you know, I mean, you know, you can hear the accents of that, but I mean, there's just something about how the British stage musicals, and a lot of that goes to Julian Temple, and, and, and of course... Yeah. Emerson of Waterloo is from Julian Temple, basically. Yeah. Well, this is really, if you watch, a love note to the British musical. Yeah. Let's not forget the Beatles, too, because the way that Richard Lester did The Hard Day's Night, it was just like, it was a day in their life. Yeah. No, and, and so there's this naturalism that goes in here. Not like a stage musical. And here he is in Bluesology at 25. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, 69. Yeah. You can hear that this had an influence. 
<laughs> I love that. Let's see if this has the line. If not, I'm going to tell you the best line. And what he says, he's like, I'm a skinny boy for Detroit. You got to kill who you are and become who you want to be to be a success. Right. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I'm a little behind you, but that's very true. How many musicians do you know that actually do that? Oh. Yeah. This didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> and Yamaha now Yamaha would not be there in 1969 but that's beside the point John, see how they they take Lance's picture and make it wider. Yeah, that's where he got his last name. We just seen that on the wall, and he's like John. The, the 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 hand of God. I understand that. Be topping. 
You gotta say it's one of the greatest uh, 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 partnerships in rock and roll. No question. Yeah. No question. Sometimes a smart half of them, no names, meets the idiot part of them, and then they work great together. Ain't that right, Carl? Absolutely. (laughs) It was the two of us. (laughs) Yeah, but if you ask Carl, he's the smart one, and if you ask me, I'm the smart one. (laughs) And you know what? We're okay with that because, because, you know what? I'm okay being the idiot, too. You know that as well. No, we both know we're idiots. I mean, we don't have to fight about that. I just love it, just how they have that instant work connection, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'd rather hear them than you. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm not trying to be mean here. <laughs> I love the fact that he's using a lot of album tracks on this rather than depending on the big hits. Right. That's another problem I have with Bohemian Rhapsody is they rely too much on the top 40 stuff. Right. You can't think, I can't think of one band that if you dig deeper than just their hits. You're going to get better songs. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. 
<laughs> you know, every time you get arrogant, Carl, I'm going to say that to you from now on. Okay, fair enough. But I yeah, never get arrogant. I'm a good guy. Yeah, but uh, like I said, don't break your neck tucking your own cock. Yeah. 
They're talking about, right? They're not talking about the store. They're talking about the label. That was the first label, and then Uni was the second label that he was on. Tower was the was the first label that Pink Floyd was on. No. No, they were. Trust me, it was Tower Records. I love this little thing right here. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're going to tell people from now on, Carl. Uh, right, Carl? Yep. You know, we won't be lying. In one seven years, we haven't had a single argument. We've had several. <laughs> <laughs> We've had several, but you know what? It's all about family. We're family, no matter what. Yeah. And family is not what breeds you. This part isn't true, but he did write this story and song in under uh, two hours.
this one of the best song creation scenes that's ever been? You know, yeah. one of the best. Carl. Yeah, I'm here. This is very good. This is very good. This is one of the best. What? Song creations, yeah. I've always loved scenes like these when it comes to painting, movies, or whatever, you know. That scene where you just see that spark. This is very good. You know, I really like Taron Egerton. What he did in The Kingsman. Yeah. Really good. And I do love the fact that this movie did was a hit. It wasn't a Bohemian Rhapsody level hit, but it was a hit. Oh, absolutely! This was big. Oh, oh, you're talking the movie itself. I was talking about the song. The song was a huge hit. That was. Oh, that song! God, yeah. But then again, Bohemian Rhapsody say it was made for the masses. This was made for Elton. Mm-hmm. I love it. Best thing about it. Great. How sad is it hearing that name after reading what that article today, Carl? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed that. I said, how sad is it hearing the troubadour mention, knowing that it possibly can't go out of business because of uh, Corona? I know, I know, it's real bad. Isn't it one of the few of the old school rock houses left? Well, this is in England now. I've never been to the Troubadour in England. I'm not about the Troubadour in L.A. That's what he's talking about. Uh-huh. There was the Troubadour, the Fillmore. Oh, 
Uh, that's Troubadour. And Carl? Yeah? Fuck you, I told you it was about the record store, not the label. <laughs> okay, fuck you, I was wrong. song too. Love this song. This is the song that I first remember. (laughs) 
I love it. The black woman's just looking him up like uh, you would look at a block of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that bathroom they used was an actual bathroom from the tuba door that's at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Now, of course, I the love that. Is, is that the effect you wanted when you went out and did comedy, Carl? Yeah. <laughs> no. I wish. That's what I'm saying. You know, everybody just. Now the canyon, man, the canyon was special. Back then, early 70s in the mid-70s. Yeah. Oh, Boggs. I remember Boggs. Paradise Cove. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine if he wasn't afraid to be gay at this part of his life, how much fucking fun he would be having at that party. Oh, yeah. Yep. But that's the way it is. I mean I mean you closet yourself, you you, you uh, 
fence yourself off. Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't see a young soul in the audience when I went seeing Rocket Man. It was pretty much sold out, but everybody was over thirty-five and up. <laughs> mhm. Well, we remember the real seventies, not the dream seventies. Yeah. Again, one of the things that we need to to make a comment here on. The use of the music in the songs and where they're placed, because they are not placed in order, you know, or greatest hits. They are placed to make an impact on what's happening. Yeah, this song like is a perfect for, Right. Well, this is a perfect song for being isolated and looking yeah. on at people and not participating yourself. You know what it's the sad perfect. part is? You know this is true, Carl? Everybody what? else would be getting pussy and shit, and I'd be like, Bitches, move from the screen. I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's just me, man. Oh. Yep. This is very well done, by the way. I knew you would like it, Carl. Uh Oh, you do know my taste. You don't agree with it all the time. Yeah. And what's the old term that goes with that, Carl? What? I don't know. Always beware of the kindness of strangers, especially when they're behind a smile. Yep. Now, who's this supposed to be? Uh, His manager... His manager for like 20 years and his uh, lover. Okay. There's always a sense of otherness with with uh, musicians and artists. We never really fit in the world. We have to make our own world to fit into. Well, he wants. Well, that. you know, all he really wants is a family. You know. 
That's why it was so important to show how shitty his uh, home life is. And there wasn't a single gasp or shock during this scene. There was no, oh, my God. No. It was just a matter of fact. And Elton said this is the night he lost his uh, virginity. Right. Uh-uh. Now, one of the things I really like, the the music most that, uh, that that Elton John did that I most liked was the gospel influence, which this song Oh, yeah. Is. You see, now he fits in. I mean, it's really hard to explain how big he really was in the 70s. Oh, uh, he's huge. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is when I was uh, 15 years old. Yeah. In 1973. I remember his hits. <laughs> Do you love how much they captured the lead, the head of the Troubadour's character, you know? Yeah. <sighs> oh, shit, look at those Luchador masks. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. It's never going to last. I can't really think of a time where Elton John really was away. Oh, yeah. He's huge. Oh, God. <laughs> we talk about how all great songs, and now <laughs> we have... This may be his most late 70s disco song ever.
Well, most people don't realize that Kiki D was a a humongous Australian pop star before she came over and did the song with... uh, Oh, yeah. The interesting thing about the costumes is they're not as flashy as I remember him being in the 70s. Oh, he is on stage. And I love where the fact that they are... uh, (laughs) Is that sort of a metaphor there where they're actually having sex? I do like these, the, how they've got this all choreographed. I love this song, too. This was another song of his early songs that I loved. Good. And this is really the start of his first addiction. Yeah. And notice how the songs bring you, you know, go through the time, and it's a way of, of, of going through a period to get to another... Yeah, I love the transitions in this movie. Oh, yeah. These are the musicals we remember, not... But the thing is, look at the transitions here. You couldn't do this on stage. This is purely filmic. Yeah. Because they're changing costumes in a second. And yes, he did buy a soccer team. Yeah, I know that. I'm just pointing out what, when I can, what is factual in this movie and what they changed. Right. And in case you're wondering, this guy's a fucking shark. Or have you got that already? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Those pinball machines are worth a shitload nowadays. The Captain Fantastic oh, and the Dark Machines. 
uh, if, let me tell you something. I saw those and I started throwing. I was a huge pinball fan. And I was good at it, too. Oh, it was a good machine. Hmm. 
Yep. Sorry I've been quiet, folks, but... This is tough. This is not easy. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to watch the film and, and, and react to it. You know, I have never seen this before. Look, you know, he doesn't have the hat on anymore. Right. I mean, do you blame him? His dad doesn't love him, but he loves his stepbrothers more. His uh, lover doesn't want to publicly come out of being his lover. Yep. How brutal is that? Showing that on TV. That is definitely brutal.
You know, so that the worse his life gets, the deeper he gets into. Oh yeah. The nasty shit. Got to put his mask on. Absolutely. That's what those colorful costumes were. They weren't him being a showman. That's his mask. Elton Hercules John's a fucking rock star. He's a badass motherfucker. Reginald Dwight is a poor, pitiful person who the only thing he really wants in life is to be loved. Just like anything else, if you're performing, that is always a mask. Mm-hmm. See? He was a pinball wizard. Cinematic here, changing of the costumes. Yeah. And showing the coat paranoia, too. Yeah. Of course, you know, the speed of it changing, too, is the speed of his life uh, going out of control. Yeah.
Yeah, in case you're wondering, yes, he had a good relationship with his stepfather. But wouldn't you have a good relationship with the guy who bought you your first Elvis album? Yeah, absolutely. Sadly, this whole incident is true. Not what happens at the end of the incident. You know, the musical part. Right. God damn, what would it be like to feel alone in a crowd? Uh, trust me, I know. I know. I feel alone all the time. Well, that's because you're going to eat all that damn monster, man. Eat some non-stinky cheese. Now, I have to say that that Stephen gave me this scene to watch before I watched the movie, so I know what's happening here. And I'm going to talk about this scene and what they do. I think this is a wonderful... So when Stephen showed me the scene, he said, this is the Ken Russell musical. And very much this is true. Another thing, now he connects back to his old, when he was very young. Yeah. And that's it. And I love... How just changing one line in here changes the whole tone of the song. Oh, absolutely. And you're going to be high as a kite by then. And here's the line change. I miss my life. Yeah. Can only Ken Russell would and take to the old uh, Esther Williams musicals. Yeah, he would take the scene of them trying to save him from suicide and turns it into an Esther Williams, Bubsley Berkeley type scene. <laughs> Which I think is brilliant. Oh, it is. 
You really want to punch him in the fucking mouth by now, don't you? Oh, yeah. This timeline is pretty much exact. They had him in the hospital, indemnated, saving him from almost dying from overdosing on pills and drowning. And three weeks later, he was at fucking Shea Stadium playing a show. Again, I love what they do here. The, the, the choreography of this is extremely filmic. You yeah. know what, what it reminds me of? Well, remember the scene in uh, The Fisher King uh, where everyone starts dancing yeah. uh, at Grand Central? It's that yeah. sort of feel here. But how scary is it that that's pretty much ex- almost close to the timeline of that? They let a man who yeah. almost died and killed himself and who was potentially highly suicidal... Yeah. Because if you ever look at clips of this show, he looks half fucking dead. Right. But the show must go on. Now just imagine this on a live on a giant screen, Carl, with the speakers set to like stadium levels, and you can hear that fucking rumble from the crowd. Oh, and yeah. This. And I love how this ends. Him being shot up to the stars. And he did say during his worst periods of drugs that he did have this thing where he would wake up and it's three weeks later. Yeah. his real relationship is with Bernie. Yeah. And that's the real relationship. And who is that a tribute to? The Queen. 
Dame Edna. Yeah. See, remember Dame Edna was a big phenomenon over in Australia. Oh, absolutely. And this is actually true. Great song. And speaking of Ken Russell scene, this is 250% a Ken Russell scene. <laughs> a gay Bacchanal orgy out of the fucking devils. coming up in a second. This is like something out of the fucking devil. Or Litzomania. Oh, and look! Freddie Mercury's making out with him. (laughs) That had to be a fuck you. (laughs) But see what I mean by a Ken Russell gay sex orgy from the devils? Or or, uh, Bob Fosse. No, remember that scene from the Devils, that red light? Oh, yeah, I remember. But I'm thinking all that jazz, too. Yeah. And when we say it like that, that's not a good thing. This brings up a real big question that even Elton John can't answer. What? How the fuck did he not get AIDS back in? (laughs) <laughs> True. Oh, and did you notice when they lifted him up, uh, some of uh, the guys that lifted him up had gray, ashy skin? Yep. Queen, not at the opera.
This was a shitty period. There's no dancing around it. Now, this is what, early 80s? Yeah. So we're not saying much That's because I'm entranced Yeah I mean I love that the fact they just I love the fact they just used that one note Oh yeah there's lots of stories like that. There's a story of John Williams didn't know how to play, how what to compose for Jaws, and he's just going doo-doo, doo-doo, and suddenly it's there. Yeah. And it's, it's not unusual. It's just, I mean, I love that the sense that he's basically alienated everyone but her. What the funny thing is, it, it might he might have considered it a mistake, but actually, in a lot of ways, it saved him in terms of of, of music and that. He was going through a fallow period. From what I understand, he's Bernie. still he's still in contact with her. Yeah, I mean, just look right here. He says it's a mistake because of how much he hurt her. Not because of Dino. Right. Jesus fucking Christ. Good Lord.
Now, addiction is is very, very destructive. You know, and I know that seems a stupid thing to say. Yeah. You know, we all can agree with it, right? But look at, at, at the effect it's having on, on, on Elton John as, as it's being portrayed yeah. in this film. I love that. Does the baby marry make you happy? No, I'm gay. Honestly, this is, if a certain person in my life had come up to me and asked me money, and I was rich and asked me for money and something like that after past deeds, I would have this same reaction. Whoop, zip, lock out the door. <laughs> oh, I'm the victim. I'm the victim. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I know this song actually. 
This is from the 90s. Yeah. He's playing the victim, too. One thing is for sure, it doesn't paint Elton John in a great light either. He no. Well, he's been brutally honest about himself. One of my favorite stories that were told about himself is he was flying over in a private airplane over to Andes once, and he looked out and seen the snow, and he said, that reminds me of all the coke that I snorted in the 80s. It takes a braver man to show the ugly side of herself than... Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
And how you like everything's coming full circle. Yeah. And here we go. How do you love how he used that one song and just start yeah. splitting it up like that and just mm-hmm. be singing? It takes one song and makes it a happy and sad song both, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. 
That's the one person that always loved him. Stepfather said, don't you? <laughs> that describes you in a heartbeat, Carl. Yeah. You're an introverted extrovert. <laughs> that, that, no, I am. I'm exactly that way. This is what this is well done. Oh, it comes back to that. Yeah, absolutely it comes back to that. If you don't love yourself, you ain't worth a shit. we haven't said is how good the, the, the child actors are. The two of them. Yeah. This is a great, great movie. This one really shocked me when I seen it in the theater because I wasn't expecting it to be this damn good. Yeah. I can't tell you why I went to see it. Honestly.
Yep. Changes. Yes, this ends with I'm still standing, which is 89, and he didn't get sober to about 94, 95. Because, right. well, just look at the timeline at the end of the movie. You'll see. But I do love the song they picked to end this movie with. Right. Well, it makes sense. Yes, it's the one you'd think it would be. Yeah. And this video that the ending is based on was directed by Russell Mulcahy. people, but you now have to listen to the Mormon Tubercular Choir, but that's okay. And how do you like how they filmed it in 35mm like the original video was filmed in? Right. That's why it's got that quality. Film. There's Buffer. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to go back and do this one more time, and I'll watch the end of it. And they still haven't had an argument. 
And there's his happy ending, Carl. Nice. Yep. And I love how gay it was without shoving it into your face. No, and that's that's the point. It's absolutely. Absolutely. And it didn't avoid the subject, too, like Bohemian Rhapsody did. Yep. Oh, and if you look at this, it shows what's true in the scenes. You know... Yep. Now, I, unfortunately, as I said, right at the end of it, I, I buffered. So I have to get there. So give me a minute. I'm almost done. Okay. So tell me who directed this. Hold on. Come on, worry, son of a bitch on everyone. Okay, I'm I'm looking because I'll tell you what. Um, I'm wondering something. Here we go. It don't have it on the disc, (laughs) and I missed it because it was earlier. But he does one hell of a job with this. Yeah. Dexter Fletcher. How do you love how it's shown with the pictures, how spot on it was, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, So Jamie Bell was Bernie Taupin. Yeah. Really well done. Why this movie, why Taylor Negron didn't win the Oscar for this, but Remy Malik did, just baffles the hell out of me. Well, it all has to do with... uh how it was perceived and, and, and the push. This film didn't get as much of a push as Bohemian Rhapsody, particularly in the rock arena and, and, and you know, the Rolling Stones and the Creams and so on and so forth. And I think one of the reasons for that is it's is its honesty. Now, I, I found it a little long. I think the movie is a little long and I think it, 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 it sort of wallows in pity for a little bit during that m- late middle section. Yeah. Um, so I do think, I don't think it's a perfect film. Uh, but I will have to say it's honest. It's honest. And, and, and the other thing I want to just bring up, as I said before, um, you know, we mentioned very briefly sex, drugs, rock and roll, and I would... If anyone's interested in this film, I would also recommend that film. Uh, 
which is about Ian Dory. And Ian Dory, there were drugs involved, but it was more his bout with uh, being handicapped and being uh, a polio victim and how people treated him and how his parents treated him, which in many, many ways, if you're segregated in some way, if you're gay and can't come out or you're handicapped and people make fun of you because of that, you know, you have to find your own family. You have to find your own way of dealing with things. And so this has a lot in common, Rocket Man, what we just saw uh, with uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, and that uh, Andy Serkis was, uh, played Ian Dury in that, was up for a BAFTA award for Best Actor. Uh, so I would recommend that one also as a companion piece to this. And maybe yeah. one of these and days you, we could find it and we can do a watch of it. Yeah, and just to move on a short list, there's uh, films that we mentioned. There's Absolute Beginners, uh, Tommy. But if you want to get the better Who movie, and I know Carl agrees with me, get Quadrophenia. Oh, hell yes. Oh, hell yes. And don't forget, if you could find it, uh, we did mention uh, uh, Return to Waterloo. Which yeah, is uh, Ray Davies' uh, film. Uh, the Great Walk and Roll Swindle. Yep, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But I didn't think it was too long. I was surprised how much they... It seemed to me like it was cut to the bone. Well, you know what? I do feel that that middle section, it got a little, like... Uh, operatic in terms of how far can he go down. Yeah. You know, I, I and I think they, they were pulling, you know, strings and manipulating you a little bit. And I always sort of bristle at that. Um, nonetheless, uh, this is a damn good movie. Yeah. What I would have liked to see maybe just a little more is at the beginning where everybody was participating in singing and each of the characters were singing. I oh, like I know. That is an amazing scene. Yeah. And of the deleted scenes, the biggest one that's missing is uh, there's two deleted scenes. One of him actually finding out about AIDS when he's in the hospital with a heart attack. And then get him getting attached to the Ryan White story, which is a very, very important part of his recovery. His recovery. Because yeah. he didn't get brave until he seen how brave Ryan White was. And the, they have it in the deleted scenes like, how can he just be so brave and not be angry and bitter? You just got to move on. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's well done. And I think Taryn Eckerton did a fantastic job. And I'd like, as I said during the commentary, I liked him, you know, uh, in in uh, the um, oh, what movies are those now? Come on, uh, the 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 Kingsman, the Gentleman, movies. Kingsman, yeah, the Kingsman movies. Yeah, and in Kingsman too, you get to see Elton John whooping ass. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one of the best scenes in the movie, and he's like, "Thursday night's all right for fighting." Then the guy looks over. I thought it was Saturday. 
what's today? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But really, that's yeah, where he met uh, Taylor Negron and thought that he would be perfect to play him in a movie. No, it's not Taylor Negron. It's 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 uh you 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 got it wrong. It's Egerton. It's Karen Egerton. Yeah. Well, I do shit like that. I have a crazy brain with too much information. I know. I know you do. I know. So, so I'm, just, I'm just making sure that all the information is right. <laughs> We cover each other's ass. It's not a piggy. Yeah. And the character I think that was missing a lot during the final third of the section was Bernie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because of how important they made their real relationship. And I'm glad that he cut out the whole section where he had big hits from The Lion King. Thank you for leaving that part out. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you know what? You know, people like that, they do Broadway shows. I mean, you know, certainly he has. Certainly Ray Davies has. Uh, actually, they're not Broadway. They're they're London West End, but yeah. No, Return to Waterloo did have a Broadway run, and so did The Lion King. No, 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 it didn't. Not, not a, I'm talking a real musical on stage. Return to Waterloo is always a film. He has two stage musicals, but they've never come here to Broadway. Oh, okay. He's got Sunday Afternoon, and he's got Waterloo Sunset. But they've yeah. never come to Broadway. Uh, but that doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this movie and Elton John. Yeah. And i gotta, I got to give this one a thumbs up, big time. Yeah, and next Sunday we're going to have Kevin Nicholson, and we're going to be talking... LGBT cinema. Mm-hmm. And why? Because it's good. And why did we have to wait to find the right person? Because we're not politically correct, but there's no way that if it was just me and Carl talking about it, it would not be disingenuous. You know, you know, the one thing, too, is, is you know, both, both Stephen and I are, in many ways, are outsiders. So it's it's a sense of camaraderie. Uh, and the thing, you know, I've been wanting to do an LGBTQ show for how many years? Yeah, At least three, so four years. <laughs> and I've tried to get people on, so I'm very happy that Kevin's going to join us next week yeah. so we can do this. So I'm, well, and, and again, if you haven't said it enough, be people, here today. we're doing this. For, hold on, Stephen. We're doing this for Pride Month. So yeah. happy Pride, people. Wave your flag. Seriously. And let's be honest. We wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for Sexy Kexy giving us a start. <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Very, very true. Very true. And to everyone that we know that's in the LGBT community that's our personal friends, thank you. You're just good people. You're good friends to us. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I, I, I love, I love them all. I, I'm staying with a very close friend of mine who's gay and, and uh, love Richard with all my heart. So, you know, God bless you all. 
I'm happy pride. And next week, if I can find it, we're going to be doing one more watch. We might not be doing the little watches for a while. Well, tell them why, Carl. Well, I'm going to be moving. And I've got to pull things together. And I'm going to be moving out of my, uh, out of uh, here. I have been under the auspices of an old friend who's sort of gotten me back on my feet. And now I've got money coming in and I can get my own place. So I'm going to be moving in. And so it may take a little while to get get all the uh, amenities such as Wi-Fi and that set. Uh, but we are going to do a watch uh, next Sunday, this coming Sunday, are we not? Yes, come to Daddy. Yes, and we're going to do that for Father's Day. And this has been a film, I really wanted to see it on the big screen. It was playing here in the city, uh, but right before before COVID uh, happened in March. So I was unable to get to it, unfortunately. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, and really it's because of uh, the movie theater's been shutting down that I've really gone deep into my favorites of last year. Mm -hmm. I've done four of my top five on here already. Well, this 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 was a. Re- I'm I'm so glad you were able to set me up with this. This was uh, quite a watch, absolutely, and well worth it. And like we said, this captures the '70s era better than most people movies that try to capture the '70s. Mm-hmm. It didn't look at the '70s through a modern eye. No. No, it, it was very well done. It was very well done. Oh, and what did you think of uh, my favorite scene where they did like uh, the call and response version of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Oh, very good. Very good. I, it's just a good movie, man. It's just so good. Oh, All right, so yeah. tomorrow on DLN, uh, uh, they're going to be going through the films of Fritz Lang, and that is uh, tomorrow at 8, 8 uh, p.m. on DLN, and Adam, and he's got his regular crew with him, um, and Sunday we have a watch. Is there anything else set up for you on Saturday? Steven or anything? No, nothing yet. But next week, me and uh, Fred are going to be doing an Italian art classic from the 80s. Uh Uh-oh, this frightens me. Bruno Mattei's virus, a.k.a. Hell of the Living Dead. Oh, good God. Uh, I'm not going to be around for that one. Oh, come on. It's the best movie with someone in a... Commando outfit dancing in a tutu ever. Okay, maybe I will. Maybe we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh, no, you'll hate it. <laughs> Trust me, it's horrid, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know. You just made 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 it very interesting for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> and good night, everybody, and thank you for listening. Absolutely. Good night and happy Pride, people.
Amen. Happy Pride.